give us some pearls of wisdom, like your journey as a Black or African-American. Give us your um, three pearls of wisdom that you learned throughout your journey as you navigate it to where you are right now. I would say that the, the first would be research your own history. You are as old as time. Know thyself. Um, never rely on anyone else to document and tell your history. Powerful. And if you aren't satisfied with the created history, create something that you can be proud of. Have you ever felt the stirring in your heart that you were called to do something greater than you are doing now? Or respond to a burning desire in your heart? Or maybe make a difference in a particular area or someone's life? Or is there a restlessness that stirs in your soul? Well, I'd like to welcome you to When the Moment Chooses You podcast. I am your host, Charlene Johnson, also known as Coach Charlene. This podcast will engage in compassionate, courageous conversations because I believe in your personal development, creating and inspiring destiny moments because every heartbeat truly matters. You will hear stories of change agents and trailblazers that dare to dream and not accept the status quo. Through hearing these stories, I truly believe that it will reignite the flame of passion and move you from just talking and thinking about it to actually being about it. We are all on our journeys of self-discovery. So be empowered as we inspire you to tap into the highest expression of yourself. Let's join the podcast. Greetings and welcome to When the Moment Chooses You podcast. I am your host, Coach Charlene, and I'm excited today to have one of my sisters, I call her. She is really a mentor and a woman of inspiration. And this month, I decided to do something on Black history because uh, it's extremely important to me. And I wanted to put some voices in the midst so that we can hear how important it is to them and what we can actually uh, glean from what they're going to say. So welcome to this series. The series is, is starting today on MLK Martin Luther King's Day. So it's extremely uh, just really special for me to do this. And I'm super excited to kick it off with Tanya. So Tanya, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's so exciting to be here. I'm so glad to be back. Thank you. It's an honor. Yes. Yeah, so why don't you, uh, for some of the people that may not have listened to the earlier pod podcast, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm a registered nurse, nurse executive. I've been in nursing for 30 years, been in the healthcare industry for a very long time. Uh, I'm a transformational nurse executive leader is what I am. So I love to uh, see change happen see lives transformed, patients' lives transformed, as well as uh, healthcare clinician lives transformed. Okay, that's awesome. And uh, and she is like the bomb, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but uh, what I wanted to talk about, you know, Tanya, I got to share this because um, when I was in middle school, is my first recollection of taking Black history. And it was taught by this Caucasian guy, and he did not even go into all of the stuff that I learned post-class. It was just like basic stuff and nobody was paying attention. And it was kind of one of those things. It wasn't inspirational at all. It didn't really give you anything to look up to, and which I thought was really unfortunate. So that's why I kind of wanted to unpack this for this month to really show like what 
what is Black history all about and why is it important? So why don't we start there and you can just tell us a little bit about why you think Black history is important or why is it important to you? Okay. Well, you know, you know, Black history is important because Black history is history. Yes. You know, Black history is important because I am important. You know, uh, we don't know that Black people were the very first people on earth, but we know that we were the first civilized culture from animal domestication, crop production. We were the first horticulturalists, the first mariners, shipbuilders, machinists, creators of labor tools. And most importantly, we were one of the first creators of language and a written system, right? Black history cannot truly be significant and impactful at the levels that it should be until we are able to truly tell it accurately. You know, just in recent year, the word slavery was omitted omitted from the textbooks in schools because of the negative connotation or look that it portrayed. But slavery is history. It is Black history in America. Right. You know, so before we can be appreciative of what is defined as progress, we must recognize and accept that the history that we are taught is many times different from the history that we discover on our own. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. I remember, um, like I said, that was the only like history class I took, which was not accurate at all. It was an accurate depiction of what we really brought to the table. And so then I, I joined this church and they did this. Um, <clears throat> it was like this mural of creators. And oh my God, I was like, OMG, we have created so many things that we use every day, but there was never acknowledgement about it. So I was, I was like blown away. I was, it was like, I mean, my early years and I was like, whoa, I didn't even know anything about this. And, um, and unfortunately I didn't, uh, my mom and dad, them, they didn't really get into it as much. We just like, we're surviving, you know, trying to make it. Uh, but when I start really digging in and seeing how powerful we were and what, impact we had. I was so inspired, yeah. quite honestly. So, um, so yeah, tell me about a little bit more about what you would say, uh, especially the creators. Like we had like major creators, you just mentioned a few yourself, but is there anybody in particular that you um, kind of is one of your faves? You know, I, I, I've got so many, you know, <laughs> that I, that I look to, that I learn from, you take a piece here, a piece there. Yes. You know, it, it's like, um, it's like taking, it's like taking our black history when we study it and, 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 and tell it as truth. It gives us the blueprint and, and every individual that you read and that you study um, moves you forward in to today, and, but the blueprint allows for you to be able to uh, guide yourself as you move forward. So keep in mind the goal when slavery and captivity was all started by those before was to really never allow us to connect to our African brothers and sisters, right. which translated into that robbing of of a people, of our names, of our families, our our harmony and essentially our culture. And if you recall, you know, religion was the tool that we used to gather and communicate and exchange information because it was actually unlawful 
if you recall, for slaves to be together in groups, which actually carried over into Jim Crow. So when you think about the psychology of overcoming and being robbed of your name and culture, that's huge. So there are many individuals over time who have contributed to my learning um, in many in many ways, you know, from Martin Luther King Jr., which today we're talking about, you know, and celebrating to even Malcolm X. Yes. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So everybody has a place, pieces, nuggets that you use uh, to help inform that history that you never were allowed to hear. Yeah, absolutely. I was um, when I, I like I said, this was the first time that I actually had an opportunity to go volunteer because normally we're working on on this day. So we finally like had an opportunity where you actually are compensated for <laughs> the holiday. So yeah. it was that's really that's awesome because then you can kind of go see where the need is. And what I recognize is that the need is so great. And uh, we have so much more work to do, but I love how you said we have to first like uncover the real truth, mm-hmm. the real history to exactly. in order for us to move forward. So uh, so what would you say? Give us some. Um, I'd love to hear some experiences that you've had um, throughout your career or life that you think could inform some of the audience about black history, about you and how you connect in whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. You know, I think many of the lessons of life that I have had, I I learned them after the fact. So I'm going through them. (laughs) Right. Right. And then later, even years later, I can look back on them and and, and see the lesson within them. And, you know, for me, one of the biggest uh, lessons, you know, systems, especially health systems sometimes can be set up to cause people of color to see themselves as, as second class. And I've been in health, the healthcare industry for so long. Um, the first time in the industry as a leader, when I realized the strength of diversity, the necessity for inclusion, the power of equity was when I was recruited to Mississippi because I was black, mm. because I was a nurse and because I had a master's degree. Now, of course, I'm thinking, whoo, I'm being recruited, first of all. Um, and I've got this piece of paper, this master's degree in tow. But it wasn't until later that I actually understood they actually needed me because I was black. Yeah. And I looked at the money. I'm getting more money. This is great. So a former hospital system that I worked with had acquired several hospitals in Mississippi. And um, one of those hospitals um, that was an acquisition hospital had been essentially used to relocate Black physicians, separate the Black physicians from the white physicians. Hmm. Um, and, and the Black physicians had a higher volume. And so uh, subsequently, I was recruited because some of the local other hospitals in the area decided that they were not happy about all this patient volume bypassing their facility and going to this other hospital, uh, that these physicians were actually also um, um, credentialed to practice that. They were taking that volume to another hospital. So they, uh, because it's, it's Mississippi is a certificate of need state, they um you know, said that they wanted to close the hospital down. And um, because this little hospital had been opened without a certificate of need, it just didn't have the emergency room on it. 
they petitioned the court to close the hospital. So I was recruited to actually bring those hospitals back together in the event that they lost the certificate of need. The hospital didn't want to lose the volume because most of that volume was coming from those black physicians. And so we lost the certificate of need. I had to merge all of those hospitals, the hospitals, the physicians, the nurses, everybody back together and subsequently ended up being promoted to chief nurse executive and was one of the was the first black chief nurse executive in Mississippi for a for-profit hospital system post that. But what was so surreal about that was that this was in 2003. Wow. So again, you know, when you think about it as you're going through it and you're experiencing it and you know, all of the things that happened during that process of people trying to get me out of the job and get rid of me and the, all the fights that I had to fight to, to, to get past it, the, 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 the calls to federal agencies trying to get, you know, um, uh, the physician's insurance raised. And, you know, it was just amazing the things that were happening, but it was going on during that time. So I never thought of it, and I certainly wasn't um, raised in that. Uh, but it happened, and went through it, and I look back on it now, and I and I say, "Wow, I know." <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> exactly. But it shapes you, right? Yeah, absolutely. To move forward, but you it shapes you to be able to recognize things in a different way as mm-hmm. you grow into being a leader, right? Yes. Now absolutely. I would see it coming a mile away, but before, you know. Yeah, you're just in it. So I, was, I have a question about that. So when you're in something like that, like, did, was there any, at any point in time, did you say, you know what, hold up, did you do that at all? Or it was just too much grind for you to even pay attention to that type of thing? <laughs> <laughs> you look for so many different, um, you look in so many different directions for support. And in many times, especially back then, that support wasn't there. It was right. almost just a way of life because of where I was living, right? They were so used to that. And so um, if it were not for for, um, uh, all of the individuals uh, that I met along the way who took me to the side, you know, even the, the physicians encouraging me, giving me tips and pointers and saying, you know, you know, this is what you should do. This is how you should look at this. Don't worry so much about this. Focus on this. It's though it's just those little phone calls. It's those words of encouragement. It's knowing that someone is there and they come out, they come from sometimes they come from nowhere. Right. You'd least expect it. But they see your struggle, right? They see your struggle. They see the things that you're you're fighting and you're and you're dealing with, and they just stop and take a moment for you. That's awesome. I mean, that's that's really awesome because there has to be a bit of consciousness mm-hmm. to be able to see, especially. I, I mean, you were in that environment, so for them to be bold enough to step in and say, "Hey, I want to say some kind words or encourage this sister because she's doing an amazing job." I mean, that's that's awesome. I really like that that happened to you. 
Yeah. They'd seen yeah. many others come before and didn't survive. I yeah. think <laughs> I think that was it more than anything else. You know, this you know, this one they haven't been able to take out yet. So Yeah. And it's a trooper. You 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 you, <laughs> you, you working with something right now. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Um, so um, I was thinking about, you know, we always look at opportunities like when when um, every when that happened with when the murder of George Floyd happened, mm-hmm. many people started reaching out, like not knowing what to say. Um, well, how can I help? You know, many of our allies is what I, I call them. So I'm wondering, do you have any um wisdom and advice for anybody that wants to support or, um, you know, do anything that, that can help um, the cause, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, I have to, I have to re, I have to look at it from a different perspective, right? Okay. And, and how I'm trying to help others see the, the space where many people of color have a tendency or, or tend to exist, you know? So for instance, um, in warfare, what do you do first to your enemy? You knock off your enemy's livelihood, right? Yes. Their ability to move about buses, rail, you know? So if you are an ally and a leader, then you and your corporation should be focusing on ensuring that my people, our African-American people have above adequate, reliable transportation to get to work, school, the store, et cetera, you see. Yes. Look at infrastructure. You In warfare, if you're an enemy, you knock off supplies or resources like water and food access. Look at Detroit. Yes. Yeah, brown water. Jackson. Yes. As an ally, if you have the power and the privilege to, first of all, drink clean water, then you don't know the struggle. To eradicate the struggle as an ally and partner is to create exactly what you would expect in those communities that you serve in terms of infrastructure and access. Yes. So as an ally, you know, it's like, Let's not let's stop talking about it and be about it. Yes. You know, if you serve a community, what does the community look like that you serve? Is it exemplary of who you are and what you want to see? And if not, how are you partnering in that community with community leaders to change that look? Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I, I was um, <clears throat> for a long time, I was the only African-American leader. And mm-hmm. so the question was, well, where where are all of the nurse leaders? You know, that was yeah. the question. Like, how do we how do we find them? How do we recruit? How do we like how do we find out? And, you know, I was thinking about that question and I was like, you know, I remember when I had to I had to go to the military to even go to school, Tanya. Wow. So that's how I had the finances to go to school. And I know that when I talk to the younger millennials and People in that stature, they're like, man, it's too expensive to go to school. I want to be a nurse. I would love to do that, but I don't have the finances and my family can't afford to send me. So, you know, I'm kind of stuck. So, um, I mean, what would you say to that? Like, how can we like where 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 are we? Are we around, Tanya? We're here. Yes. <laughs> you know, 
We're absolutely here. And we have a desire to contribute. Yes. And, you know, I, you know, I asked the question, are you even asking those individuals of color how to impact communities? You know, are you even asking individuals of color within your organization how your organization can better support them? Yes. You know, are those numbers, the numbers of individuals within your organization or um, within your community, do you have those numbers readily available and are you sharing those numbers? Mm -hmm. You know, what does that conversation look like uh, behind closed doors in terms of diversification? Yeah, absolutely. Are we starting young enough? Like, are we going into the exactly elementary schools, middle schools? Maybe we are. I'm not sure. But that's I mean, that would be a great opportunity to go and be a, a light for those that want to go into the profession. So, yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What else would you say to our allies? Anything else? Well, you know, again, we have to we have to start young. You know, We have to realize that generations have been impacted by yes. black history in America. And in order to change that, it it's not going to happen overnight, right? And it's not going to just happen with just one thing. Right. You know, we have a lot of deep change that has to happen. And in order to make that happen, we have to start young, you know, start with our youth and ensure that our organizations are connected to the youth in many ways, um, 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 sharing with them, showing them the opportunities that they have, which should be everything. Right. Right. And and from there, building the pathway within your organization or within your sphere of influence for that individual, those young people of color to be able to follow. Yes, absolutely. Wow. What a wonderful um you're so full of wisdom, Tanya. <laughs> and um, so what I'd like to end with is um, give us some pearls of wisdom, like your journey as a Black or African-American. Give us your um, three pearls of wisdom that you learned throughout your journey as you navigated to where you are right now. I would say that the, the first would be research your own history. You are as old as time. Know thyself. Um, never rely on anyone else to document and tell your history. Powerful. And if you aren't satisfied with the created history, create something that you can be proud of. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's really beautiful. Well, you know what, my sister, it was so great having you again. So any last words from Dr. Tanya that you would like to inspire or encourage the audience with? before we say goodbye? You know, I would just like to say, you know, take the opportunity, take 2023 to do something incredibly courageous, incredibly um, uplifting for yourself as well as someone else. Beautiful. Well, Tanya, it has been a pleasure and an honor again to have you on the podcast. I just really thank you for being an inspiration to me because, you know, I told you kind of the story already that when I saw you, I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, she is like amazing because my heart 
had been always being uh, wanted to be mentored by someone that was African-American in leadership. So when I saw you, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So uh, I really, really appreciate all the work that you're doing, the pace setting that you're doing, the trailblazing that you're doing, the disruption that you're doing. I'm extremely excited to be a part to um, uh, see you trailblaze. So keep blazing that trail because I'm right there with you. Thank you so much. It is such an honor to see See, be a part of the podcast and and see it. I remember you talking about it. Yes. So to sit here and 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 see your dream realized in the reality of it. I'm just so excited to just just to be invited to the show. So well, whenever well, the you, moment chooses me, I'm here for you. Yes, I'm so excited <laughs> about that. Okay, Tanya, thank you so much. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that segment with Dr. Tanya, powerful woman of influence. And I really would love to hear your comments. I want you to engage with me in the comment section. So let me know some of your takeaways from that conversation. And I also would love for you to give me a five-star rating because I believe that this is a five-star conversation that I love having. So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining the podcast. When the Moment Chooses You is a bi-weekly podcast where I not only discuss my own passion and quest for responding to those destiny moments, but I will also be sharing inspiring stories, tips, and tools as we navigate this journey of life together. As you can see, I will also be interviewing amazing guests and risk takers with stories that seize the moment and transform their lives and those around them. My hope is to share my passion and to build a community around creating destiny moments because every heartbeat matters. Find me on social media and I'd love for you to subscribe to my YouTube channel, like and share as much as you want to. Thank you so much. And what will you do when the moment chooses you?